Hey everybody and welcome to Healthy Discourse. It's Emily and Wiggy here and we are going to do something a little bit different today and talk about our year in review from both a professional and personal standpoint and kind of a little bit more of a get to know us episode, I guess, even just as we go through everything that's um, transpired over the past year. And um, if you've been listening since the beginning, you'll know that one of the first things that we did this year was to start this podcast, but it actually started before that. So thanks, Wiggy, for being here today. We might talk in circles because it's kind of hard to remember everything in order, but I'm going to try really hard. Um, first of all, why don't you tell our audience what our word of the year was for 2021? Uh, I'm trying to even remember what it was. You this, don't remember? This year has been a this year has been a blur. What is oh. what was the word? It was uh, root, rooted. Abide. Abide. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I really sorry. It's been uh, it's been quite a year, and yeah, just like you said, trying to remember everything that's been that's been going on, uh, especially over the past couple years. It's just kind of been a blur, right? And all the years are kind of mixing and blurring together, right? Uh, at this point. Uh, so yeah, so I guess our word was, uh, rooted was our word last year, which was... Rooted was the word before, in 2020. Right, 2020. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. And then abide, yes, uh, this year. Yeah. Um, both very meaningful mm-hmm. and both very significant for where we were with, with life. Mm-hmm. Uh, abiding, you know, basically just saying that we have to abide in Christ and have to get out of just ourselves and out of this world and just trust in Him and, and everything. Right. And uh, and that's been being very significant and uh, very helpful uh, mm-hmm. during this year because I'm sure just like most of our listeners, this year has been a crazy, hectic year with lots of things up and down and lots of good things, lots of challenges mm-hmm. um, and everything in between. Right. And we chose Abide. So for those of you that don't know... Um, Two of our children are adopted out of foster care, and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. But when we were going through, so so just to back up, I guess we, our boys came to live with us in January of 2019. So coming up on three years ago for the first time, and they went home for a brief time, and then we got them back still in 2019. All that happened in 2019 before COVID. (laughs) And then, um... The year of 2020 was a little bit of a whirlwind through that because um, we were moving toward the termination of their birth parents' rights as well as adoption, and we knew that. But if you've been through this process before, and and sometime I should do an episode on foster care Mm -hmm. in particular and kind of how that all works because I know we certainly didn't know all the ins and outs, and I don't think that most people do, but... Um, we were moving toward that. We had four court dates. At least. Uh-huh. And we went to court and, the, well, most of them got continued for various reasons. Dad got exposed to COVID in jail, all kinds of different things. And then, um, we had a court date. We went to court. We were looking forward to hopefully finishing the process in December, um, And then that didn't happen either. And so we were a little bit, um, we kind of finished this year, just finished last year, I should say, feeling very 
uncertain about how things were going in that. And it felt like we just needed to remain steadfast mm-hmm. in so much of what we were doing. And I think it really defined the entire year of steadfastness leaning in, abiding, yeah. doing the hard things, that kind of thing. And um, so we moved into January and we did have a court date in early January. And that, yeah, that one, that's when we went. We went in January, the very beginning of January. Mm-hmm. And um, that still didn't happen. We were there for about an hour and, you know, yeah. the judge went back and forth and for... Um, legal purposes, he said we needed to continue again. And I think it was like two to three weeks later that we actually had court. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? I, I really don't remember the dates. <laughs> you know, so All I know is that we were supposed to have court five or six times. And then we finally did in the middle part of January yeah. that we, the case actually was heard. And do you want to speak to that for a moment? or? Uh, yeah, it was... It's an interesting experience, you know, going through that because I think we've been we felt so many so much time had led up to it, mm-hmm. and so many disappointments basically that kept getting getting delayed. So actually having it was quite a uh, was was quite an experience. Uh, it was it's a mixed emotional experience mm-hmm. because basically what's happening is that uh, their biological parents' rights are being terminated, mm-hmm. which is a, which is tragic in a lot of ways um but we are able to finalize and and make permanent uh them being part of our family so it's 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 both ways Uh, and so it is kind of a it's a mix of emotions and then also uh you know going up on the stand and being able to speak to how they've become our boys uh and how we feel like they have become part of our family Mm -hmm. that is uh that's a that's a emotional thing right to do and to speak on well um you know that our judge in our case really edified us a lot because she knew that we had had them and they went back and then we got them back and um you know that kind of thing and while that was nice to hear it created more emotion for me and they gave us the opportunity to come up on the stand and just kind of share our commitment to them and there was no way I could talk out loud at that point. I was already sobbing, basically. Mm-hmm. And so Wiggy went up on the stand and and shared that commitment to them. And he was quite emotional, too, for someone who yeah. doesn't have a lot of emotions often. And I'm, I, I will never forget those couple of moments and yeah. just the way that it all fell. And then at the end, when it was over, all I could do was just... It was like sobbing and... Um, size of relief at the same time. I can't describe. I've never done that any other time in yeah. my life. So, um, so that's kind of how we started our year. That was a, a big thing, and and um, it moved forward quickly. Um, the the county that we've been associated with is small, and they're quite efficient, I will say. And so, yeah. Um, You know, we had to follow all the protocols, but then our adoption was finalized on April 30th of this year. And we um, we marked that occasion with, you know, we were coming out of that early springtime when everything still seemed to be shut down and nobody wanted to do anything. And we had a big old party at our house. It was outside and we had 
about 100 people here, close friends, family members, a lot of our church family, our social workers, um, teachers from school. We mm-hmm. had as many people as wanted to come and celebrate with us. And um, the boys, along with their awesome music teacher, provided our entertainment for the night. And that was really special, too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we marked that moment, which is full of so much emotion Um it is such a picture of biblical redemption and kind of what it is to follow Jesus on this side of eternity. I, I kind of see it as that already, but not yet at that, the restoration that can happen even in this imperfect world. That's so imperfect because mm-hmm. we're imperfect as parents. You know, it's not like we came in and saved the day because we're now right. perfect. And it's not that at all. It's really a, a commitment, a heartfelt obligation and desire to be that ongoing forever bridge that hopefully um, points them toward him ultimately mm. as we're riding out the the imperfections of this life and we're made perfect already but we're being made perfect as we go along in our journey i know that's uh is that romans yeah it's, we it's study that in our small group it's you guys all love jason ledford who was on here a few weeks ago i got so many great feed so many great um he even has a tattoo about that verse i think it is in romans yeah i can't remember how he phrases it but it makes more sense when he, when he, <laughs> he <says> does it. <laughs> Like we're perfect, but not yet. Or we're something. being we're perfect, well, be but being made perfect, which is true. That's right. what scripture tells us. And so, I kind of look at at adoption in that way too. It's such a glimpse of what he has done for us. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was also a really good uh, representation just of the village it takes to mm. to have as a when you're trying to raise kids. It was probably magnified with. Through the foster process, mm-hmm. because there were you know social workers, there were teachers, there were right. counselors, you know, mm-hmm. so many different people that were involved in it. But I think it's that's what that's kind of what it means that it does take right more than just more than just the parents. Mm-hmm. This is more of a more of a village, and we we saw so much support through our small group, through our church, uh, through so many different people. That came out and supported us, and so it, yeah. it, it was, I think, a great representation of what the family looks like. You kind of a biblical family, right? It is is more than just biology. It's it's it is, it's who you live life with. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, and I mean, even going back to the beginning when we first got the boys, um, I remember. I mean, we we had a baby and a four year old, and then we had our bio kids who were about to turn six and. Well, not quite three at the time. And it was just really crazy. Like you can't, you have two minutes or two hours on a maybe to prepare before you go pick them up. And that first week, I remember, you know, I would just post things on Facebook or mass text or message friends and say, hey, does anyone have this? And the, the our Christ like our our Christ following community from every part of our lives 
showed up like no other. We didn't have to worry about meals. Both times we got them. We had meals delivered, anything we needed, diapers, wipes, a crib mattress. Like we just, it got delivered to our front porch. And that is a glimpse again of what community is supposed to be. And I desire to be that for others for sure. Um, and I just would encourage if, if you know foster parents in your life in any capacity at all, nothing is too small of a gesture. It is a very hard, complicated process. Mm-hmm. So if you've got clothes that you're trying to get rid of or baby items or you can pick up some diapers and wipes, especially if it's new, um, if you can go watch their kids for them so they can get some time away, um, bring dinner, just DoorDash dinner, anything, so that, that that's one less thing to have to worry about. I would just really, I, I say this often, but I would just recommend just show up how you can for those foster families um, and adoptive families, new adoptive families, same thing. So, um, yeah. That's that 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 was a big part of our year mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. and um, I will say I don't want to share too much, but um, I had a lot of worries about our older adopted son and how the transition might be for him, and what's what was quite fascinating and encouraging to me is it was so much better than I could have ever imagined because the permanency was so good for him Mm -hmm. and he was so excited to be adopted and for it to be final and for him to be a forever part of our family. It was almost like you could see that tension and stress that he was carrying begin to just dissipate, which is really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, talk about how tell the podcast started because this is we're about to. I think our first podcast was like February first, but that was this year. Do you remember? Yeah, I was gonna say asking <laughs> me to to pull things back from uh, memory is uh, sometimes <laughs> challenging. You know, I think that we were talking about uh, doing the podcast about getting some more information out there on uncertain things, especially as things progressed uh with the pandemic that we thought maybe this was a good way for us to 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 speak up mm-hmm. and to uh, get some information out there so we kind of just started brainstorming that uh we really haven't done a whole lot of um things together uh as far as like uh, podcasts or interviews or those types right. of things they're so like hey what if you know and i think it actually is easier when we do it when we do it together so we said, well, why don't we kind of think about this? And 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 I think we were brainstorming it on our vacation, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we just kind of came back, and I think you had uh, a service or a software that was kind of presented or kind yeah. of popped up in front of you, and we realized it wasn't that complicated mm-hmm. uh, to do it, and that we should just go ahead and try it. And I think it's one thing we we tend to do pretty good about is just trying things right you know and let's just see how see how it goes versus waiting for the perfect equipment and the perfect setup and the perfect time and just saying hey let's just try this and see see what see what happens and it's really been uh it's been interesting and i think we've actually had a lot of reach uh with the podcast and uh, hopefully been able to help educate people on on different topics right and uh do again do our best to present what we feel like is pursuit of truth 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it is fascinating how that's all worked out because we we were we were in the Dominican Republic, and when we go on our once per year kid free warm vacation, we do a lot of thinking and planning and reviewing, and I think that's a an important thing for couples to do to set aside that time and. We kind of were like, okay, we've been talking about this for a long time. Like, let's just see how this could be. And um, we came back from that vacation and I listened to Heidi St. John. And just like when you listen to our podcast now, the very first thing I heard was Anchor being advertised. And she talked about how easy it was. So I looked into it that day and then we recorded our, our first episode five days later, which that just is how... God works sometimes. And so here we are. I can't remember how many episodes this is, but it's like 40 some. So um, anyway, thank you all for hanging out with us mm-hmm. for most of for the most of this year. Um, and then, you know, in the, of course, we did all of our summer things. And then at the end of the summer, Wiggy and I had the privilege of meeting our new dear friend and my colleague at this point, uh, Diana, who had worked in at the federal level as a White House appointee in global health and just came back to our city, Winston-Salem, um, earlier this year. And we just had lunch with her to kind of get to know her and understand more what she had done and kind of where she felt like things were going. And it we just all really hit it off. And that was on a Friday, and Diana and I had lunch the next Monday again to talk about how we could create a network of providers who desired medical freedom for themselves and their patients. And this was kind of when things were first starting to potentially become mandated and that kind of thing. And Um, it's been a wild ride since then. We've been four months in the making of the North Carolina Physicians for Freedom, and I talk to her on a daily basis, and we now represent hundreds of physicians and mid-levels, dentists, chiropractors, I'm missing people, um, scientists, pharmacists throughout our state that are, are working together to protect patient rights and privacy, informed consent, the right to treat and physicians being able to have professional opinions without being targeted. Mm -hmm. And those are our four priorities. And it has been, we have been thrust into a, an arena that we didn't ever know much about, but here we are. So, um, yeah, that's been an interesting journey. (laughs) Yeah, it certainly has. It's in some ways it's kind of an extension from the podcast. You know, the podcast was an opportunity for us to, to speak out for things that we feel like are not being presented accurately and for things that I think we could be doing differently. And this network is, I think, kind of an extension from that, is mm-hmm. that, that we are still want to to do our part to uh, to band together with people that have like kind of that are like minded and have similar philosophies uh, to things. And uh, to con- continue to get to to do things and just to be proactive versus versus just being on the sidelines and complaining. Yeah, you know, and I think that's that's where uh, where we got into a lot of these problems is that we were just complacent. We were okay with just being on the sidelines and living our you know comfortable lives and just letting other people you know 
make decisions, make decisions and influence policies and those types of things. And uh, I think that's where we get things, things kind of went, uh, went wrong. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's been quite a journey. It's, it's definitely a different journey, mm -hmm. uh, getting into the whole, uh, political world, policymaking, uh, just that process is, is complicated and it's, it is, a it's a challenging to sometimes feel like you're getting anywhere mm -hmm. with it. But it's also important, I think, to just again, to do your part and right. to do what you can and to try not to be afraid. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's another challenging thing with whenever you're stepping outside of the box, which we often do, mm -hmm. you know, with integrative medicine, we're outside the box, you know, all the time, you know, with this physicians for freedom, we're definitely outside the box mm -hmm. compared to, I'd say the majority. And so it, it is in some ways intimidating to do that. But I think we also kind of like our word of the year is abide is that we have to abide in, in Christ and what God wants us to do, mm -hmm. not just what we feel comfortable doing. Right. And so if he calls us out, calls us out into fostering, then we have to say yes. And that was definitely a calling to mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. If he calls us to a podcast, then we have to do that. And I do believe that, that when we have time and space to think and to, to uh, brainstorm together, we can kind of feel more where we are being led to. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with this uh, physician network is that God is calling us out to do something to use our talents and abilities in a different way and to hopefully help set the stage for a better future for our kids. Right, right. And that's that's really what it's all about. And it's been really fascinating the connections that we've made to other providers across our state, the unique world that they live in, how each person is driving things and in their own practice and with their own specific skill set, whether that be public health or cardiology or, you know, integrated medicine and, and the different ways that people are stepping outside the box to do their part individually. Mm -hmm. But I love, I think just like any community, when you come together and you bring all that together, it's not just that you get to add all those pieces together. It really multiplies the energy, the ability to make different a difference, the ability to um, make changes, to come up with new ideas. And it's just so fascinating how that works in all areas of life. And so probably if you're listening to this, you're likely not in the medical field. Maybe you are. But is it that you need to get involved on in your local school board or mm -hmm. that you need to go start talking at your city council meetings or at, you know, um, or start speak, you know, writing letters to your congressman or whatever that might look like. And so um, we can all do our part. And I think we're starting to see that mm -hmm. a lot of people sure. are finally saying enough is enough. Um, you know, no, you don't own my family as a government. No, my kids are not yours quote, when mm. they're at school. It's not like I, mm. you know, de defer my rights until I pick them up. That's not how this works as mm. parents. And um, there's just so many issues right now. And so I think if anything, what we've learned this year is take that baby step, dip a toe in the water and begin to see where it is that God can use you in, in the way, in the things that are important to you and your family. Yeah. Like whatever that looks like. Um, yeah, I think that that leads to 
to definitely a full life, you know, when, when you do that, it does, it does add extra things to the plate mm-hmm. and things are, can get very busy and can get overwhelming mm-hmm. at times. Um, but I think sometimes that's where we, where we're challenged the most is oftentimes also where we grow the most. Right. And so that's one thing that I've been trying to continue to work through this year is trying to step outside of myself, my comfort, you know, what do I want? And just try and say, God, I want to be obedient in this, mm. in this circumstance here and use me however you want right. and trying to, to really uh, be aware of that and try to be obedient to that. But in some ways, if you can get to that mindset where it's like, I'm not trying to please people anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a challenging mindset to get to. And I can't claim that I'm fully there. Mm-hmm. But when you get to that point, things do feel freer mm-hmm. and they feel lighter because you're not trying to please people and because you can't please people. Right. You definitely can't please everybody. Right. You can, you can please certain people, but only for a small period of time. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a lot of that stress off when you're starting to realize that this is not about trying to make everyone happy. Right. This is trying to do your part the best that you can with the abilities that you have for what God's plan is for mm-hmm. you. And I think that when, when you're seeking truth and that look, you know, when you're seeking truth and everything that's happening and really that's what we want is the truth not opinions not talking heads not narratives when you're seeking the truth and you're speaking it those dissenting opinions about you begin to feel less hurtful Hmm. because it's you know not that it ever feels good but when i can say it's okay if you don't like me because I said this thing, I know that this is backed by fact, and I feel that this is where I'm being pointed, then all of the negativity is less hurtful. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's ever fun, but it's less hurtful because we, you, you get to that space, like you said, where you realize that not everyone is going to like you. And you begin to expect for people to not like you mm. with everything that you say and do yeah, and just have to kind of be okay with it and realizing, you know, we've gained so much more than we've lost yeah. because we have all these doctor friends now that we didn't have before and they're pretty amazing people, yeah, <laughs> you know, are. and it's been sure. amazing to get to know them. Yeah. I mean, we were at an event last night with a few people that we've met over the last year that, are just really fascinating and fun to hang out with and just interesting people doing the work in their corner of the world. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just what um, we want to do. And in this next year, our word is courageous. Mm-hmm. Because like we've just said, we we feel like we've been thrust into this and we need to keep doing what we're doing and we need to do it with courage. Um, and... We, we are, we're praying that God will point us in the directions that he wants us to move this year and that we will be courageous in them. So. Yeah. And I, just to kind of uh, piggyback on that, you know, courage, and this is important to also to understand, is that courage is not internally created. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our word is courageous, but we do not think that, just because we say this word lots of mm-hmm. times mm. that we're going to all, all of a sudden be courageous. Right. I think that that, that, that doesn't work. Uh, courage is a, is a gift. Uh, and it's a, it's only through, uh, I'd say 
through supernatural means where you can actually be courageous. Uh-huh. I mean, God does call us to be strong and courageous lots of times. Right. But it doesn't mean like you just will up the power or will up the, the courage inside of you. That's more self-help kind of mm-hmm. mindset is mm-hmm. I can just make myself courageous. I would say that just naturally courage is not something that comes easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is only through God where you can be, be made courageous. Mm-hmm. And so so I think that's with all of our words. We've tried to kind of keep that same mindset is that this is not willpower. This is not internal right. motivation. This is, you know, this, this is This isn't us. vision casting. No, this it's is us surrendering right. more than anything else. But by surrendering and by humbling ourselves, mm-hmm. I think we actually can become more courageous. Right. And I think that's the only way it's even possible. Right. And one last thing that I'll mention, this is going into next year, um, that we, we started this year with, or we didn't start this year. Well, April was relatively starting. We adopted our boys this year and then about the middle part of this year we began the process of adopting to another family our embryos so most people listening probably don't know this but our first son was conceived via IVF and um, after a struggle with infertility and um, my body healed itself after that and it wasn't a struggle anymore which is a story for another day but um so we have had frozen embryos for nine years, and we always knew we, you know, you when you're going through infertility, you will it feels like you'll do anything, and you're just like, oh, we'll worry about all that later, right? Mm-hmm. We know we'll never, we would never want to destroy these embryos, but we'll worry about what to do with them later. And as time has gone on, it didn't feel like any of the options were amazing because we didn't really want to just donate them to someone that we didn't know anything about, mm-hmm. um, and. By God's grace, I got connected with an agency called Snowflakes, and they do, um, it's through Nightlight Christian Adoptions, and they do embryo adoption. And so it works very much like a, a an infant adoption, mm-hmm. where um, we're the, quote, birth parents, and which we are, and we are choosing an adoptive family um, based upon the criteria that we decide and, and um you know, and, and that kind of thing. And, and it's a fascinating way that it works. We would have the opportunity to even maintain contact with them, to meet our biological children at some point. And, and to be honest, it's it's hard. Like, it, this is a hard thing. It's, mm-hmm. I don't think, again, when you're going through it, you ever think about what, what will that actually be like, you know? But we are in the beginning stages of that. And, and hopefully by the end of next year, it will be completed and... So that's a whole other new adventure for us. and um, But I did want to mention that. So if you're in the same boat, Nightlight Christian Adoptions and their Snowflake program is has been really great for us so far. Anything yeah. else? No, it's, it, it, that's definitely an interesting process. And I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll update you more as that process goes along. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that probably may be part of our next year, year, year uh, <laughs> recap. But yeah, you know, this year has been uncertain in lots of ways it's been challenging in lots of ways but it's also been some of the some of the greatest times too and some of the most memorable times and you know our family definitely has been blessed Mm -hmm. uh through this year and so it's just you know life is life is interesting we live in a in a broken world uh i think the brokenness is more apparent now 
than ever. And I think that we can just try and do our part to piece it back together the way that God originally designed it. Mm. And that's a, that's a that's an ongoing that's an ongoing job, but also not put too much pressure on ourselves to to do everything. Right. Just do our part. Right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, I'm glad we did this because we've we kind of jumped right into just here's all the topics we need to discuss. And so this is kind of uh, our, yeah, this is our year in review. And um, we do plan later to talk more about just our story as, you know, how we became a couple and a family and how we have been driven into the things that we do and are important to us and how we've been shaped um, through so much of what's happened to later. But um, if we, let's see, I don't, I don't know when this will air, but a very, a very happy new year to everybody. Um, 2022, here we come. Here let's, come. let's see what, let's see what happens next, right? <laughs> happy new year and happy holidays, to everybody. Take care.